fitness, nutrition, and esports, do they go together? That's what we're going to talk about and break down today on the Game Time Guru. So, what time is it? Game Time Guru! If you're sick of the mainstream sports outlets, well, so was I. So I started my own show. I'm Shane Larson, and this is the Game Time Guru. It's different than other talk shows. I'm providing a panoramic view on sports so you can see them through a different lens. So buckle up and let's go. Yes, sir. What's up, everybody? Shane Larson here, your host of the Game Time Guru podcast. We're on to episode 108. Glad to have you with me. So thank you so much for joining us. Today's episode is going to be phenomenal. Yes, uh, we're talking about esports, but we're also talking about training and weightlifting and nutrition. We're bringing on an esports trainer. And if you haven't heard of that before, well, that's why you're listening to my show because we're, we're delivering a panoramic view on sports and helping you see them through a different lens by bringing on all these different personalities in the sports world. So we've got Jake Middleton joining the show today to talk about his role as an esports trainer and how uh, exercise and nutrition helps you in competitive gaming. So we're going to learn about his journey and uh, yeah, it's it's his business that he's taken uh, to the next level. And uh, in regards to business, guys, like I love talking to people. We, we talked to Matt Mounier last week, Ian Dixon a couple weeks back, um, and now we're talking to Jake Middleton. Like everybody who's in the sports world and, and then going into business, it's awesome to see them use this as like an entrepreneurial journey. Like they use it as leverage. They use it as a tool to help them in their in their business life. I think it's awesome. And I'm kind of doing the same thing with my podcast. You guys know that. That's the whole point of being an on-air personality. I do this uh, to build my brand um, on top of my full-time job. So one way that I can you know build awareness is by building out some sales funnels and whatnot. And one of the things I do for my full-time job is I'm a, a project coordinator at my job at ClickFunnels. They're an internet marketing company, software company to help entrepreneurs. So if you haven't heard of ClickFunnels yet, I'm going to send a link down here. But one of the specific things that I'm in charge of is called the One Funnel Away Challenge. And that is where we take you literally uh, by the hand for 30 days and we teach you how to build a sales funnel, teach you how to create an offer, teach you how to you know start publishing the importance of publishing, the importance of offers, and then building a sales funnel and driving traffic to that sales funnel. And it shows you how a sales funnel is important for your business. So I have a lot of friends that are in multi-level marketing, like network marketing uh, companies, and they and they do that. I have other friends who are starting other things. They they like to do real estate, um, other like hobbies that they, that they put together. Uh, sales funnels work for every single one of those, and it's phenomenal. I've seen a lot of, uh, a lot of things. So if you guys are interested in that, I'm going to put my link down here if you guys want to check out the One Funnel Away Challenge. Super awesome. Um, I'm using a lot of those things that I'm learning through the One Funnel Away Challenge for this podcast. So uh, check that out. Now, people always ask me, how, how can I give back to you, Shane? How can I give back to you on your podcast? Like, I love listening to your show. How can I give back? And uh, before we even get started with this interview, I just got to tell you guys, I've said it before, just leave me a review. A review is so amazing, and, and, and any podcaster out there who, who either produces their own podcast or has listened to other podcasts understands the importance of a review. So, like, unfortunately, in this world that we live in, especially in the media consumption, <laughs> uh, the, us, us consumers, I should say, we tend to do this. Like, we'll go past a podcast, and we'll just skim through it. We'll skim right past it if it doesn't have enough reviews because it doesn't look credible because, unfortunately, perception is reality to some people. And I know dang well that I have more than 41 listeners to my podcast. Like the statistics show me that I have my podcast hosting software that I use and it shows me who's listening, where they're listening from. It doesn't show me your names, obviously, but it shows me where you're listening from and it, and it shows me the devices that are being listened, uh, what kinds, it shows me the cities, all that stuff. I get to see how many podcast or how many listeners are, li are tuning in for my podcast. And so I know it's far more than 41 listeners, but that's all the reviews I have. And so... 
what I what I like to let you guys know is like even these podcasts that I listen to that have you know less than ten reviews or less than twenty reviews and less than a hundred reviews. There's some great content out there, and I know there's more than ten people listening to those shows. Um, it's just a matter of leaving a review, and the problem is, is us consumers sometimes uh, will listen to a podcast, but we won't take the time to actually leave a review when it actually takes five to ten seconds to do so. So, if you guys could please leave me a review, it helps me out so much. If you're listening on an iPhone or an i uh, iPhone or an iPad, it's literally on the podcast app. You're listening to this episode right now. Scroll down just a little ways, like go to the main page of my podcast. Scroll down. And there's a, a place to leave a review. Even if it's negative, man, I'll take it. But I would like to, to look at your feedback and I can feature some of your guys' uh, reviews here on the show. So appreciate that if you guys could do that. I want you guys to tune in for this interview with Jake Middleton. It's super awesome, super interesting. Um, I am flabbergasted. Every week I'm taken back by how amazing the guests are on this show. I just love it. I'm, I'm so grateful for all the guests that have joined me and have been willing to share their stories and use this as a platform for their stuff. So I'm grateful to, to have this opportunity to speak with you guys um, and Jake Middleton, and I hope you guys enjoy it. What's up, everybody? Welcome out to the Game Time Guru Podcast. As you guys heard in the introduction, I've got Jake Middleton on the line. He's an esports trainer, something that's going to be amazing. Uh, I've said it before in the intro. This is the the way that we you know set up the show is to deliver a panoramic view on sports. I think Jake's going to do exactly that. So, Jake, thanks so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join me here on the Game Time Guru Podcast. Thank you, Shane. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm excited to to talk more about these topics and hopefully bring some more awareness to people who may not know about these things. For sure, man. And on Jake's LinkedIn page, it says his mission is to bridge the gap between fitness and esports, helping players improve their performance and health while supporting a healthy esports community. So, Jake, you you mentioned you have um, a background in fitness and you have a background in esports. I want to tap into the fitness realm first. So, can you tell us a little bit about about your background in fitness, please? Yeah, so I've been training for about two to three years. I got my undergraduate degree in exercise science. That was in spring 2016. Um, and so I really started dabbling in training while I was in college there. Um, have worked at a few different gyms. Um, and then while in college, that was kind of when I started kind of getting the idea of merging esports and fitness and seeing that it was kind of an important thing for the space. And so I started kind of training um, with players um, in my local as well as online too. For sure, man. And did you have a background in gaming or was it just like a hobby or anything? Or did you just decide, hey, like you found an opportunity to like bridge the two? Yeah, so I've, I've been a gamer my entire life. I've owned pretty much every gaming console. I first got into esports technically back in 2006 with competitive Halo 2. And then from there, like when I learned that you could pretty much make money playing video games, I was instantly hooked. So I started competing in some titles and I played sports as well. So I kind of tried to manage doing both and um, from there, pretty much, it was it was basically the original idea was this app that would kind of help gamers, more casual, general gamers, basically get more movement and exercise. But from there, I was kind of looking at the esports and seeing that none of this was going on with fitness and sports performance. And of course, this was inevitably going to be super important down the road. So um, from there, I did my own research study on exercise programming and esports performance with some really positive results. And so that's kind of really how I got into it. And so from there. I did my first business project and started working with players and teams. 
That's so awesome, man. Congrats on that, man. It's awesome. It's it's cool to see that you're doing that. Now, Jake, you said you had a background in, in traditional sports as well as gaming. So it sounds like you had a mixture of both. And I've had a couple of people on the show that have done the same thing. They've been at their athletes and they use gaming as like a hobby and it's, they can actually find the correlation between the two and how they both actually help. Um, and what I want to talk about is like here, like in traditional sports, we understand like lifting weights and, you know, training specifically for that sport is important. You've got to put in the, the weightlifting and you got to put in the training and all the, the blood, sweat and tears, that whole shebang to be better. And that's why we have athletic training centers here in our Valley, like for all the athletes to train specifically for their sports. Now, I want you to kind of expand upon your research that you did and what you found out about how training helps you and like what what did you find out specifically about training helping in the esports realm that just seems so interesting to me yeah so um for me especially back in college um i was starting to dabble into like research on exercise its benefits and things the biggest thing that i was just amazed about was how exercise not only improved your body but it improved your brain your mind as well um research now shows that um exercise grows new neurons in specific regions of the brain, it grows new blood vessels, improves cognitive performance for people of all ages. And so to me, it just like clicked. Like, I mean, that's pretty much what esports athlete is. It's a, it's a mental game. So it makes sense, you know, healthy body, healthy mind. It's kind of where it comes from um, for, you know, these players. And so I really dabble into like their exercise, making sure that they're getting enough movement throughout the day, um, their nutrition. So like, you know, are they eating a healthy diet on a regular basis? But most importantly, what are they eating before competition, during competition, afterwards? Um, supporting recovery um, because research actually shows too that um, the demands of competitive gaming you know you think from a layman's perspective you look at them they're just you know pushing buttons and you know not really doing a whole lot but physiologically there's actually a lot going on um, during intense competition their heart rates can exceed 160 to 180 beats per minute I mean they're not even moving and so those are huge demands so if they're not actually training in a professional manner um, they, that, that's one of the reasons why you see a lot of injuries and burnout and uh, underperformance as well. So that's a huge issue to uh, definitely work on. But the other one is uh, their sleep too. Um, sleep coaching is another part of what I do. Um, a lot of them either have kind of bad bad sleep schedules set up um, due to the nature of esports. Um, so trying to help them with that. Um, but of course, trying to reduce injuries is a is a very prevalent thing right now. So um, really just kind of very similar to traditional sports, um, but since esports is obviously different, it's kind of like tweaking those things, the science that you learn from the traditional space to the esports training. For sure, man. It's just crazy because it, it's not so surprising to me now that you bring that up, but it, it it was just weird to hear like the heart rate, the toll that it takes on your body, your heart rate, like going, you know, during the, the competitive gaming scene. Like it's just crazy because you never would have thought of that, but now it's not so surprising. Just a couple weeks ago, like a week and a half ago, I headed down to Salt Lake City for a playoff basketball game. All we were doing was driving is me and two other buddies. And uh, what happened though, is we drive five hours, watch a basketball game, you know, and we were kind of burnt out just because of our emotions and stuff during the, the game and then we got very little sleep and then we drove right back um to to boise and uh i'll tell you right now i was phys- i i was so physically sick when i got home uh, that i literally threw up and so it was like my body just couldn't handle that kind of thing anymore we weren't even doing anything strenuous so i can kind of see how like going through a, a competitive gaming tournament or something would be would be hard on the body it really can be now, one other thing I want to bring up, Jake, is performance-enhancing drugs. I brought this up a long time ago on an esports miniseries that I did on the show, and um, now with esports being so popular, you know, gaming's getting bigger and bigger, and all these universities are allowing 
you know, players to come in there and get a scholarship to play and play games, they have to start abiding by the NCAA rules. Uh, it's the same as all the other varsity programs do. And one of the things was I watched a documentary on this um, was Adderall and these other performance enhancers in the esports world. It's pretty prevalent. Um, but I'm wondering, like, what you what you might be able to do. Like, do you feel like your approach to this can essentially help them take a natural route to enhancing their performance, or you know, is is that going to be a way to kind of cushion that? as uh, drug testing becomes more and more popular in the esports world? Yeah, that's definitely what I try to do with all this as well. I mean, a healthy approach is going to give you, you know, the same benefits, if not more, especially in the long term. Um, Adderall and things like that can help you in the short term, but there are a lot of health concerns that go with those um, when it comes to, like, addiction, you know, and overuse. Um, So really, um, obviously, there's not a whole lot of regulation, um, but in some leagues, and they're, you know, they do ban that. Um, So I think it's... It's a very tricky issue, of course, because, you know, like, of course, what if a player has a prescription, you know, for Adderall, can they use it? Do they allow them to use it, you know, versus other players who, you know, don't have the prescription? Um, So there are issues with that. But for me, it's definitely trying to educate these players that, you know, that is something that you don't want to do because long term, that's not going to help you. Um, Maybe short term at a competition, it will. But um, long term, as long as you're, you know, having a healthy lifestyle around gaming, you're going to see the same benefits. For sure, for sure. And Jake, where can we find you? Like, where where do you provide the service? Do you have a website? Like, where can we find you so that we can make sure that we're, you know, helping you promote this service? And like, who would be your target audience? Yeah, so you can find me at esportstrainer.gg. Um, that's my personal brain and business. Um, for the work that I'm doing, as of now, I've recently moved to San Francisco. And so I've been doing some remote-based work with players and teams, but the main goal is to actually work in person uh, with players and teams, which is something that I did in Kansas City. That's where I'm from. Um, and then, but now I'm moving to LA in June to work with um, actually more pro players and teams. Um, but when it comes to like the other aspects, like I've been doing consulting for some high school and college curriculums around these topics. Um, my course, which is actually free right now, um, basically teaches you about the basics of sleep, nutrition, and exercise in esports. Um, really just trying to focus on also growing the research too, um, as there's not a lot right now. So I'm collaborating with other researchers to help kind of grow the field. Um, those are kind of the main things. Um, next step for me, though, is training uh, in a way with uh, teams and players. Um, then I want to produce more content, more education, um, as there's still a very limited amount of resources out there for, you know, necessarily not the pro level, but at the amateur level where you have the bigger pool of players. Have you ever thought about doing a podcast to supplement your business model? Yes, I have. So um, that's actually something I want to do. Um, I just don't see myself being able to do it um, soon, but hopefully down the road, uh, once I start creating more content, I am going to look to definitely do that. Because um, I have a, a big network with other professionals in the space. There are other people uh, doing this as well, um, trainers, physical therapists, sports psychologists. So bringing them on too would be great to kind of get more of that information out there to people who, who are not aware of it. For sure. And if you do start that podcast, Jake, just let me know because I can get you in connection with some people that would love to join you and, and contribute. So I've got connections here, so I'd love to help out in any way possible. So um, now I checked out the website before the show. So the listeners, you already know what the website is. I put, I'm put i posting the link below. Make sure you check it out as well. But you mentioned in there that there's a there's a course. Can you talk a little bit about this this free course that you provide? Yeah. So um, if you go to the, the webpage, um, the course is called Esports Fit. It's kind of this new program I'm working on, whereas um, Esports Fit is like this philosophy, healthy lifestyle philosophy around gaming to improve performance and longevity. Um, whether you're a professional or a college player looking to 
um, become a pro or a high school player who's looking to get a college scholarship or just some a player who wants to take their game to the next level, um, these things outside the game can significantly impact that. So the course pretty much goes over the very basic science of sleep, nutrition, and exercise, and then how um, how that impacts your esports performance, but also applications that you can apply to your training um, to ultimately help you reach whatever your goal might be. For sure, man. And, and I, I love what you're doing, Jake. I think everything that you're about is awesome because – as an, as a former athlete myself, I understand the importance of getting reps in the gym. I understand the importance of getting you know into the the weight room, training, getting my exercise, also keeping my diet on tack. You know, it's it's just all important. And it's cool to see that you are truly bridging that gap. That's what your mission is, and you have a plan to execute that. It's awesome. Now, Jake, I want to ask you something now about gaming. What is your favorite game? Do you still do you still game or pretty consistently, or do you kind of just d- dabble a little bit here and there? I just want to know what your favorite game is. Yeah, I play a few uh, different esports like um, Rocket League, uh, Fortnite, PUBG, um, pretty much all the major ones. But I mostly play uh, Halo, the Master Chief Collection, specifically Halo 3. That was the game, it was back in high school, that I just played so much. It's just crazy. I just I just love the game so much. Like, I can never get enough of it. Like, I could just play it for hours on end. Of course, can't do that anymore. But I definitely, that's probably my favorite game, the one that I play the most. I actually still even compete in some, like, fun little local tournaments as well. So you went to some big tournaments. Is there any one that you you went to that sticks out to you the most? What was the best tournament, biggest tournament, whatever it may be that was like the most memorable for you? My, the biggest one for me would be probably MLG Dallas 2012. Um, it was a big tournament for Halo 4. Halo 4 was actually just being released um, like seven days early just before that tournament. So it was really cool to – it was actually my first MLG tournament too, and so it was really cool to kind of go there and – compete against a lot of these people that, you know, I kind of grew up watching and um, being able to interact with them. It was just, it was a great time. That's so awesome, man. Thank you so much for sharing about your, your whole story about your background and the tournaments you've been to and then what you're doing for your business model. I, I can't wait for you to get this thing completely going and, and see this thing grow. Um, it's got major potential. So it's awesome what you're doing. You took an idea and you ran with it and you're executing a plan and I see it going really far. So uh, what else you got for us, Jake, before we sign off? So we talked about the training nutrition, but I will say this. Um, so when it comes to like actually like playing the game, um, that's the general thing now, right? In order to get better and play at your best, you have to play the game. And the idea definitely at the professional level is I need to play the game as much as I can, um, so which is why you see a lot of players playing some insane hours, like eight to 12 hours per day, six to seven days per week. Um, but definitely um, that is the tr- starting to change, whereas like, uh, research is starting to show, you know, you need to be kind of balancing that out, uh, working on more uh, deliberate practice, you know, practicing three hours, taking a break, and then doing that again. So I uh, just wanted to throw that out there, too, because, uh, you know, that's definitely a super important topic that you'll hear more about here in the future. For sure, for sure. Thanks so much, Jake. I appreciate you, you know, shedding the light on this and, uh, you know, educating everybody on what you're doing and the importance of it. And I hope you guys learned something from this. If you want to share this with your friends and family, feel free to do so. And uh, make sure to check out what Jake's got going on. Check out his website. I'll put the link below. And uh, give him some support. And keep an eye on what he's got going on because it's going to be growing immensely in the near future. So you guys know the drill. We'll talk to you next week. Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of my show. Now, if you could go and do me a favor, head over to iTunes, give me five stars, and leave me a review. It would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your support.